Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lottie Walker and together with the Exchange Theatre in Twickenham, I've curated a short series of one-woman shows to celebrate International Women's Day and Women's History Month. One Woman Wednesdays runs every Wednesday in March this year and we'll be introducing you to historical, mythical and personal heroines of our wonderful performers, all of whom I'm going to be chatting to in a podcast episode. So enjoy the podcast and do come along to Twickenham to see us. If you can't get to Twickenham, then all of the shows are touring, so try and catch them somewhere else in the country. In today's Zoom room, we have the wonderful Laura Careless, who is going to be bringing She-Wolves to the exchange in Twickenham. Um, She-Wolves is a physical theatre piece about all the Queens of England before Elizabeth I, and there are more of them than you may imagine. So welcome, Laura. Thanks for having me, Lottie. Now, what actually sparks your interest in this piece? A friend of mine gave me the book by Helen Caster, and Helen's also made the book into a BBC series, so people may uh, recognise the title from that as well. And I had been doing some personal research into the physicality and the archetype of the wild woman, specifically as it related to the wolf, partly inspired by the book Women Who Run With the Wolves by Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes, which also features in the show. And so I was deep into this research and then a friend put a book into my hands which said She-Wolves and then had Elizabeth I on the cover. And that contrast in my mind was intriguing to me and I immediately kind of devoured the book from cover to cover and discovered that She-Wolf was the term of vilification given to power-hungry women in the medieval and early Tudor period. Without these royal power-hungry women, Elizabeth I's reign really couldn't have happened. That's the theory that Helen Caster posits in this book. And so I got really excited and intrigued about their stories, which I had never heard, despite being a history nerd, and also started asking myself the question, what is it about powerful women and wolves that we think is so dangerous? And that was the starting point for the show. And it's sort of become a reclamation of the term she-wolf. That's how I think of performing the show now, uh, of reclaiming power that we might have lost over the centuries. Yeah, it's a very positive message that it sends out. I, I made the choice to end the show with a positive message, partly because the stories of these women are somewhat harrowing. They went through a lot in their quest to claim their birthright. There's queen regents there, women who held power on behalf of their sons. There's women who had to rule the country because their husbands were incapacitated and all of them were vilified for it. They were made into monsters. And some of them were even promised it by their fathers and then a cousin would ride in and get there faster. So they they went through a lot it's easy to say, well, they were royal women. How were they relatable? And I'm about as far from royal as you can get. I I, <laughs> I, I found a lot that was relatable in their stories um, about what's difficult. And I wanted to end with something positive. The, the actual piece, it's got so many different aspects to it. Your background is originally ballet, but 
to you act and sing and you're a true triple threat, as they say. Um, so how did you choose which queen to give which piece to? Because some are very much, I know, dance-based and then you've got one that does the song and so on and so forth. It was really important to me that each of these royal women had their own expressive language that related to their story. We have very little of their words on record because it was a binary world and women's words and concerns were not deemed important enough to write down. And so part of the purpose of the show is to give expression to these women's experiences. And sometimes words don't work because we don't have their own stories on record. And so I felt that I could get closer to their essence by combining historical fact with empathy and putting myself in their situation. Something that Helen Caster, the author of She Will, said to me when I met with her was, sometimes we forget that historical figures were human. And it's really important to remember that because what we now think of as history was not a foregone conclusion for them. And so I wanted to capture these moments of decision-making in ways that felt expressive of the choices that they went on to make. So, for example, Margaret of Anjou has been seen as the woman who started the Wars of the Roses. She was in a really challenging situation. Her husband was mentally incapable of ruling and she wanted to become regent on behalf of her son until he was old enough to rule himself. That was the precedent that she had grown up with in France, but had to contend with a lot of outside forces that were so much bigger than her and the power that she was able to wield, the nobles, the, the infighting between all of these different factions. And so it was important to me when I was thinking about how to tell her story that there was something bigger than me, literally bigger than me, and entirely outside of my control on the stage with me. And so that's where the idea of projections came in. And uh, I worked with this incredible animator, Belle Mella, who has created these hand-drawn illustrations, which I interact with in the Margaret of Anjou section. And then each of the different royal women have their own expressive language. So Eleanor of Aquitaine has become known as the Queen of the Troubadours, so I wanted to sing her story, despite the fact that I had no singing training. Um, so the, this this show has really expanded me as a performer as I kind of come into my late 30s you know, I, I can't sustain the same level of physical activity that I used to, but I have more to say. And so what I have loved about creating and continue to love about performing this show is that it requires so much of me. And I expand my skills through telling the stories in the way that I want them to be told. One of the things I think that's so powerful about watching a one-woman show is seeing a woman shapeshift, because I think a lot of us have an idea that there's a way we should be. And by watching a woman change in front of you, change clothes, change persona, change artistic language, it fights against that idea that there's one way we should be. 
And it's exhausting as a performer, but it's also really enriching because it sends that message into me as well at the same time. And it is very appropriate that we're, we're doing this one on International Women's Day. It's such an honour to be performing this on that day. People have described it as being through a feminist lens, which is something that I push against a little bit because there's a quote that I use from Dr. Clarissa Pankola Estes at the end of the show that these severances are not a disease of a particular time or era, but occur any time we are captured, any place we are required to escape our own skin in order to survive. And so for these royal women in the medieval and early Tudor periods, it was their sex. And I'm using sex very specifically rather than gender, because that was the terminology of the time. It was their sex that required them to step outside of their own skin in order to wield the power that was their birthright. There are obviously many ways that we can be captured or feel that we are an outsider. And I think this is just one example of a way in which people have had to choose between being captured or being seen as monstrous. And I know it's probably like saying, do you have a favourite child? But (laughs) do you like any of them more than the others? (laughs) It really depends on the day. The woman that was hardest for me to connect with initially was Margaret of Anjou because so much of her choice making was centred around her son. And when I first made the show, I was not a parent. Now I am. And that really changed my connection with her as I came back to it after maternity leave. And then uh, Isabella, which is a monologue, which is what's the most outside of my comfort zone. She really changes depending on the day because it's very easy for me to judge her. She really made the choice to destroy the people who had made life difficult for her. And that's not an experience I have had yet in my life. So it takes a lot of commitment to her story for me to find that impetus. And some days I really don't want to go there. And then other days I really do. So (laughs) yeah, change it on the day. (laughs) Oh, I like that. (laughs) But I always always look forward to the dance at the end of the show, which is Mary the First, the Mary the First section. I always look forward to getting to that dance where I can just leave everything else behind and lose myself in the choreography, which is by Jonathan Watkins, who I've known since I was 11 years old and a student at the Royal Ballet School. So we've we've been on a journey together, the two of us. And the latest episode in that journey was making this dance. I think by having something that is a little bit more closer to our contemporary ear allows us to find the connections between these stories of royal women who were living centuries ago with our lives now. Something that I love about diving into a a historical story as opposed to a contemporary one is that it gives us a little bit of distance to see patterns. Whereas I think if we're looking at something that's really close to us, that's happening now, it's difficult to see where things have come from, where they might be going. But by that bit of distance, we gain perhaps a little bit more insight or a different kind of insight. The good thing about this show is we'll all learn something from it, but it it's just pure entertainment as well. It's beautiful to watch. I really enjoy performing it. It's a really enjoyable hour for me as well. When I first started 
performing this sort of with, with some test runs with some friends, I recognized that it was a little too heavy. And so it was fun for me to go through and find the moments of lightness and very deliberately lean into those. And I think when a performer is enjoying themselves as something in our nervous systems, as an audience where we relax, I think if, if a performer feels that they are tense or they're trying to prove something, then we can feel that. And it, it creates a distance between the performer and the audience. And one of the things I love about performing now, I'm a little bit older is that I don't have the feeling that I need to prove myself anymore. And that allows me to relax. And I hope that it allows the audience to relax too. And we can just be around that hearth in the medieval hall or the fire and share stories together. And take all that stuff out of the sideboard that is also a sink that is a wardrobe that that marvelous prop that you've got is incredible (laughs) (laughs) yes um, that was created by Colin Holden Designs here in Brighton it's been an amazing collaboration with Colin because I said I need a well I need a vanity I need some steps it needs to be one piece that also separates and comes back together again and it has to fit in a car and he did it (laughs) along with his uh, wife Nancy who's also his creative partner and did all of the beautiful painting finishes. Thank you so much for for coming on to have a little chat it's been really good to get a bit of insight into the show and hopefully lots of people will come to see us and celebrate International Women's Day. I look forward to celebrating with everyone yeah it's going to be a wonderful way to spend the day. Thank you so much, Laura. My pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about our guests and the shows, then do check out the show notes. There's also information there about us and how you can follow us on social media, stay in touch with us and support us going forward. We really do appreciate all your help and support and look forward to being in touch with you again soon.